The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and say hello to shorts and tees and bikinis. And for anything I'm trying to update in my wardrobe, I'm not trying to spend a small fortune. Let me tell you about Quince, because I just found a bikini, top and bottom, $50. High quality, $25 for the top, $25 for the bottom. There is a certain Australian shearling slipper that I've been looking for, and I found it for $50 on Quince. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Lexi for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Lexi to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Lexi. Hello, hello, everybody. I'm Lexi Lombard, host of the At Lexi podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I haven't been speaking much this morning, like less than usual, so if my voice sounds very morning voice-esque, that's why. I also am a blubbery mess or have been for the last night. I've been crying and crying, and I'm not much of a crier. I hold a lot of my tears in, and... Oh, I've just been so sad. I don't know. My mom has been resurfacing as a symbol. I, do, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And she was in my dream last night and we were fighting. We weren't even fighting. I was just yelling at her, which is so unfair. Um, if this is your first episode, I'm really just getting into it. I suppose I need a therapy session. I should really call my own therapist, but the personal is the universal. And there are some weeks some days because this hasn't been a bad week I have not had a bad week I've had a good week happy Monday by the way I think it's President's Day so maybe you're having a holiday so if you're having the day off I hope you're loving it I hope you're doing exactly what you want I'm just in a little I feel fragile I'm in a fragile state right now a blind spot has surfaced an, an emotional blind spot I don't know how long it's been there which is making me feel like I don't trust myself. One of my ways of discovering or solving problems whenever there's an issue in my life is sometimes I will focus on a detail and I'll get really, really granular and think that the issue is... I'm trying to think of another example because... I don't need to talk about my mother this entire episode, nor do I want to. It just feels, it's just so heavy. And I know I could. I know that there's amazing people out here listening that are endless amounts of support, but I'm trying to think of another detail. Essentially, what I'm trying to say is that I will allow a very small moment to be the reason and the problem when in reality that small detail is truly a symptom of a much larger issue that I have not been dealing with. And when I realize that the detail I'm focusing on is a part of a larger issue, I beat myself up for not realizing that I didn't see the big issue earlier. And I'm having one of those moments now where I'm feeling really fragile and I'm feeling really weak and I'm not trusting myself because how long Have I not seen this big picture? How long has this problem been going on for? I have no idea. 
I'm sensitive. I'm feeling it real deeply right now. I'm working through it. I also oftentimes have really heavy dreams and to have my mom surfacing. I mean, next month is the anniversary of her passing and it's stirring up a lot in me. And it's it comes on so quick because if you've been listening to the past episodes, I've been in La La Land having the time of my life and it wasn't it wasn't fake. It wasn't. It wasn't like I'm not looking at the bad stuff. I'm only looking at the good stuff. I was just only feeling the good stuff. That was the only thing surfacing. So I was in a really nice, happy-go-lucky, lighthearted spot. Now I'm in a heavy one. Life ebbs and flows. I am just needing to take the time to forgive myself for what not catching this oncoming heavy moment earlier you know what I mean and I had a great talk with one of my best friends last night where she's incredible at looking at the big picture this woman does not get caught in the details it's a really really amazing trait that she's able to filter through the noise so effortlessly because I'll get caught in the noise for sure When something is a favorite of mine, favorite song, favorite movie, favorite book, it's always because some little detail has left some profound impact on me. And my friend is far opposite. She's there for the theme. She sees the big message, which I can appreciate the message, but I might be focusing on something different. And when it comes to potentially having a blind spot, it's really nice to have someone to talk to who sees the big picture when sometimes I am looking too closely and I just need to step away for a second to see what's really going on because oftentimes I'll just keep looking closer you know what I mean like there's a detail I'm like what is this like let's explore and so I'll go deeper and deeper into it and oftentimes that can be confused with just stewing in something that can just be marinating in this detail but in my head I'm like, no, 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 I'm getting a closer look. I'm trying to examine it to see what's going on. And my friend is really great at being like, okay, let's back up. What are we looking at, you know? What is this picture? And then that's when you can see something more clearly. And that's a lesson I need to learn. And this lesson has come up time and time again throughout the years. Every once in a while, I will realize I I had a blind spot. And then it's a a mourning, grieving process (laughs) of... Being upset with myself for not realizing it earlier and having no idea how long it's been there. Has it been there for a day? Has it been there for a week? Has it been there for years? I have no idea. If I had to guess in this personal scenario, it hasn't been too long, but maybe a long time coming. The next lesson I want to learn has to do with doing something about it. Sometimes this happens effortlessly and there's other times that trip me up and I don't want to do something about it. But I'm coming to learn that it is so much harder to ignore something. It takes a lot more energy to actively ignore something that's hurting you than to face it head on. In a sense, there's a new chapter ahead and it's going to be so much brighter and more fun than just living with the crumbs that are left in the bag. Like sometimes it's you got to open a new bag of chips. You can't you can't be feeding on the same bag of chips your whole life. Eventually they're going to run out and you're not going to have anything left and you need a new bag. Yeah, sometimes life gives you lessons and it's hard. So my lessons are trying to look at the big picture and then also if I notice that there's a problem, not wishing it away, 
but facing it head on. And I do want to give myself a little bit of credit. This is not, the second lesson is not as frequent. I am oftentimes good at facing things head on, but sometimes I'm not. Some things are a little bit more sensitive. They're a little bit more nuanced. They're more painful. And sometimes I'm not as well equipped. It's easier to do something when you've done it before. Sometimes we're facing issues we've never faced before. And that's hard. But once you do it, then it gets easier. This happens every time. It's like learning something new. It's a lesson. That's where I'm at. And then I went to sleep when I had this dream and I was yelling at my mom and it was what I woke up to. It was just a horrible way to start the day. I felt awful. felt awful about myself. And I just sat in silence on, on the car right here when a lot of times when I'm driving to the podcast studio in the morning, I'm singing at the top of my lungs, screaming about how much I love the blue skies. The sky is beautifully blue and clear, not a cloud to be seen right now. But I was wrapped up in my own head and um, was focusing on that. So thank you for letting me get that out. That's like the current headspace that I'm in. And it happened quickly. Like this has all been as of like late last night. Being triggered is wild. <laughs> I was at one of my besties' birthday dinners last night, and I'm in conversation with two of her friends, and we're talking about something completely unrelated, but whatever one of them said, uh, we were talking about someone else from our past. We were talking about someone from our past that none of us are even really in contact with anymore. And for some reason, that triggered me about my mom, and my eyes start welling with tears. And I look at them, and I was speaking. I was in the middle of speaking about this person from our past. And I had to look at them, and I was like, whoa, I'm, I'm having a lot of emotions come up. And my vision started to go away, and I, I my, my eyes well up with tears. And I, I, I was just like, I'm so sorry. I just, I'm having a moment where I miss my mom. And they were so kind about it. They're like, you're safe. You're safe. It's all okay. And, and then I get into the car on the way home and I just start wailing. I'm, it, it was it, oh, painful, so painful. And it's just so crazy. I don't even know what that moment was. Something just happened. We we're talking about something else. And it's never happened to me while I'm talking, where my head is having something else go on. I'm usually pretty good at being present and not thinking about two things at once. And that was not the case. <laughs> So I've been like in that little cloud since last night in this fog trying to sort my way through it and hoping that I figure it out. I will. We always do. Beyond that, it's been a really lovely week. Uh, it's been gorgeous weather. It started off strong. It was Super Bowl Sunday last Sunday. And not that I'm a football fan. I just, you know, I was hanging out with a group of friends. We went to John and Vinny's, whatever. And then I came into the podcast studio. And in the episode, someone had asked me during the question part, what is something I like to do alone? And I was going through the things that I like to do alone. And then I had mentioned that next time I have an ample amount of free time by myself, I want to try a new, a, like some new hairstyles. So I had some time in the late afternoon. And so I was trying out different hairstyles and that was fun I had some friends over for a little like pre-valentine's day moment and then on valentine's day it was one of my friend's birthday so we celebrated and then we went out after and also I like had one of my friends come over and I gave her a blowout and got her ready for her date and that was really fun 
and I found a field to frolic at some point during the week, which is always nice. Did a little bit of shopping, got myself a new dressing robe, which I'm excited about. I did some painting on my deck this week, which was nice. I went to the drone dating exhibit with a new friend. Wait, did I talk about drone mate? No, that was in a YouTube video. But she's one of my favorite Instagram friends, and we finally met up in person, which was so nice. And I had a great time, and we went to the Hammer Museum and went to the exhibit for Joan Diddy and what she means. Personally, I was incredibly unimpressed by it. It didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense to me. You walk in, there's just this giant chain, and her and I look, are looking at each other like, what does this have to do with Joan? And then there was this palette of giant gold bars and I'm desperately racking my brain for what this could possibly mean. And then the little excerpt says, this is a gold mine. Is this gold mine? <laughs> what's, ha what's happening? What is this? What is this? Where, where are we? Uh, but it was a fun excursion nonetheless and like had a really great time. I went out to one of my favorite restaurants, went before one of my friend's shows. Shout out Natasha Huntley, her first live show ever. That was fun. That was fun to see a friend perform. It's always fun to see a friend perform. Saturday and Sunday was Claude's birthday weekend because yesterday was Claudia's birthday. So we celebrated her. We were dancing. We got dinner at another one of my favorite restaurants last night. Got to put on some cute fits, have some good food, celebrate Claude. I also went to Pilates maybe three or four times this week and my, my workouts were pretty good. I had one of my best workouts ever on Tuesday. I, I was just nailing it. If you have a bit of a workout routine or you play a sport, you can feel when you're on. You know when you're kind of off, for sure. But on Tuesday, I was on. I was just nailing it. My mind-to-muscle connection was impeccable. My strength was there. My focus was there. It was an amazing workout. At this point, I'm just thinking of Pilates as my current sport that I play and I go to practice three or four times a week, it's made it a lot of fun for me. I love thinking of it as practice. I mean, I guess people who do yoga think of it as a practice as well. I practice Pilates, getting better every day, cooked a lot of good meals, did a lot of good grocery shopping. I've had a good time. And then last night I was triggered and I went home and I cried. <laughs> I mean, 90, 90 to 95% of my time has been really positive and nice but this five percent I can't ignore and it was exactly where my head was at when I rolled up today and the at Lexi podcast would be nothing without Lexi and just showing up exactly how she is talking about yourself in third person feels like the craziest thing ever I'm like well, who do I think I am my favorite thing about this podcast is I can show up as exactly who I am at any time and I feel really honored and really lucky to be able to do that. It's really, it's really sweet. I also have been reading. Shout out to this man who wanted to read Norwegian Wood with me because I'm going to finish it at any point I have. How many pages left? Let's see. 245. I think there's 293. I have less than 50 pages left. I'm going to finish it in the car after I record. I'm just going to put the sunroof down and finish this book. And then I'm going to go to the bookstore and get another book. But Norwegian Wood is a book by Haruki Murakami, and I believed that he was, he's a Japanese author, and I thought he was known for his magical realism. This is my first book that I've ever read by him. I don't know how aligned 
this book is with the other books that he's written. I don't know if this is because it's not magical realism whatsoever, but it has been a nice slow burn. The first two or three chapters, I didn't care, but as the book progressed, I cared. And every new character that was introduced, I found something really endearing and lovable about them. (laughs) This adorable girl who's such a little pervert. And then there's this one guy who's brilliant and unconventional and a big thinker, but so detached emotionally. There's another woman who is just this dream girl, but she doesn't feel like she's fully formed. She, she, she's a little bit too much of an imagination than she is a person. But then I, I don't know. There's just a lot of great, a lot of great characters that I've really grown to love. So I am excited to finish this book, and I would recommend it. And then obviously I've been listening to the song Norwegian Wood by the Beatles a lot. Listen to it on the way here. Honestly, if you're looking for some nice little tunes in that vein. Norwegian Wood, The Beatles, Orchid, Black Sabbath, and Beautiful Boy, John Lennon. I've been listening to a lot of music lately. Music has really been hitting. And I've been listening to a lot of older music from like 30, 40, 50 decades ago. Not decades, three, four, five decades ago, excuse me. Yeah, music has really just been a positive influence in my life. Also, my Instagram has been popping lately. The photos, they're really they're really doing something for me. Similarly to the life that I'm living, it's really doing something for me. Whew, okay. Enough indulging. Enough indulging in myself. Let's see what you guys are up to, what you're thinking, what you want to know. And every single week before I record this episode, I post on my Instagram story and I ask for questions. My Instagram handle is L-E-X-I-E just like the name of this podcast, and I'm going to answer them. First, a word from today's sponsor. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. I was so lucky as a kid. I never had seasonal allergies. It was not something I dealt with. And then something switched in my mid-20s and I started developing seasonal allergies and my allergies throw off my whole morning. So let me tell you about Astapro. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. I think it's important to mention that Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays can take hours. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy noses, and sneezing. I only recently learned about Astapro. I wish I knew about it sooner. If you're interested, get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-allergy.com. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Are you looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? Let me tell you about Recess Mood. It's infused with functional ingredients. It's not just a sparkling water. It has mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangover. It comes in four delicious flavors, strawberry rose, tropical bliss, blood orange, and raspberry lemon. I think raspberry lemon's my favorite. I do like strawberry rose a lot as well. I love a fun beverage. It's nice to crack one open, pour it over ice, to unwind at home, chill on the couch, treat yourself to a night in. It's a great replacement for alcohol. It's also a way to stay balanced while on the go when you're running errands. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. 
So head to takearecess.com slash Lexi and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. You know the week before your period? I would argue that it's worse than your actual period. I feel like I want to crawl out of my skin. I have crazy cravings. I feel down. I feel like my head's going to explode. And I think I hate myself and everything around me and I'm on the verge of a menti B and I do not know why. Then I start bleeding and I'm like, ah, got it, for sure. Now it's easier than ever to manage PMS with Estro Control. Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony as well as Estro Control and is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com just use the code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, at checkout. That's Happy Mammoth, H-A-P-P-Y-M-A-M-M-O-T-H dot com. And use the code Lexi for 15% off today. Let's talk wellness, ladies. I know some of you love yourself. A new wellness brand, something to hop on. And let me tell you about Fleur Marche. They deliver simple, quality, and affordable wellness solutions. Founded by women and inspired by the female dreamers, hustlers, and activists on the front lines of change, their mission is to help you feel 100% every single day with fun and easy to understand plant-powered wellness products. Their plant-based wellness patches deliver ingredients topically. These ingredients are then absorbed into the skin and into the bloodstream. You just stick it right on your skin. They're vegan, cruelty-free, latex-free, tested for pesticides, herbicides, and other contaminants before and after production. Find your new wellness essentials at fleurmarche.com and get a special discount just for the Alexi listeners. Get 20% off your first order site-wide with promo code LEXI at checkout. Orders over $50 get free shipping. Go to F-L-E-U-R-M-A-R-C-H-E.com and use code LEXI for 20% off your first order. Tips for leaning more into your soft feminine side. Okay, I've been doing this a little bit more around men lately okay so i had this guy over like kind of seeing someone i don't really know anyway he was over and we were painting on my balcony and there was a moment where he splattered paint and it got on my arm and so i just looked at him with a shocked face so he jumps up gets a cloth with soap and water and is scrubbing my arm it made me feel very feminine because my masculine side wanted to jump up and wash myself off ASAP but I just looked at him and something in me was like this is not your mess to clean metaphorically and literally and he jumped up and he got it and it just it made me feel like I was leaning into my feminine side so in scenarios like that where yes I was more than capable of cleaning my hand off for sure but I was just existing and paint was splattered on me let the person who caused the mess clean it up Do you miss the New York City energy sometimes? Ugh, this is a sad answer, but at the moment, no. I miss my friends there, but I haven't missed New York City yet. I'm still so headstrong, two feet in California. I don't feel one foot in, one foot out at all right now. I am loving it, so I haven't gotten to the point of missing New York. Ooh, I don't have a question. I just want to say how much I love this blonde on you. Thank you. Thank you. I am constantly wondering if it's time to just go back to the natural brown color that I have. Being a blonde is fun, but the idea of having your hair just grow exactly as you want out of your head also sounds nice and fun. 
I feel really comfortable with my makeup routine, uh, outfits, same thing. I feel very comfortable in my personal style and how I dress myself. But my hair, I'm never fully sure. Hair coloring and styling and cutting doesn't come naturally to me. I don't think I understand my hair well enough. So I'm glad to hear that you like it because that's the current decision I've made. Next question. How to incorporate journaling into your routine? Find the time of day that you like to journal. So I'm not a morning pages girly. I really like journaling in bed late night. I love lying on my bed, normally like on top of the covers, on my stomach, writing whatever it is. And typically, I start with a to-do list, genuinely. Uh, What are the things I need to get done? And then I let my head wander a little bit and start daydreaming. And then I'll create like little journal prompts for myself. But also diary style is really effective. But the way to start journaling more is to find the time of day that you want to like maybe you want to do it on your lunch break like bring a journal with you wherever you're eating lunch uh maybe it's evening time golden hour who knows i think journaling before bed also helps me sleep also i started indulging in one of my bad habits which is using my phone before bed and this week i went back to plugging my phone in the kitchen and sleeping with a wristwatch on and my quality of sleep improved instantly but when I plug my phone in in the kitchen I still need something to kind of wind me down before closing my eyes and going to sleep and if I have a lot going on in my head it's journaling I need to I need to get it all out and once my head's empty you know relatively speaking once I'm able to clear my head I can sleep better and then if I don't feel as restless and like my mind's not racing reading is a really good way to wind down sometimes it's both sometimes I clear my head through journaling and then I read until I fall asleep but oftentimes I normally read like half a page because I'm already so sleepy at that point little tangent to answer how I incorporate journaling into my routine but I think of it as something to do before bed do you believe in closure letters when you find out the person lied about the breakup reason I believe in honest communication in whatever form feels comfortable to the person. Okay, next question. How to not crumble underneath the weight of all of your responsibilities? Okay, ready for an actionable step? Open a journal. On the left page, write down all of your responsibilities, every single one of them, okay, in no particular order, as they come into your head. That's the order. And then look at them and divide them into categories. You know, your categories could be errands, um, like things that you need to pick up, things that you need to do. They could be things that need to be done at home, things that have to be done on the computer, things that need to be done while at school, errands that need to be run. Like find the categories and then on the right side of the page, make a to-do list for each category and then one by one, cross them off. Personally, if I were you, I would start with the errands because I feel very motivated and have a lot of momentum when I'm physically moving around. Even if the physically moving is in the realm of a car, I feel like I'm just checking things off the list. It's like, dropped off my Amazon return, picked up milk from the grocery store. If I need a little rest, I'll put on some music and then I start going through the email. Email this person that. Follow up with this person about that. Blah, blah, blah. 
I think the way to not crumble is to have a visual and break it down into small actionable steps. It works every time. Like it is not an overrated method whatsoever. Next question, how to deal with rejection. Rejection is a way of not wasting your time. When we're in this state of not knowing, like, oh, do you think they like me? I don't know. And then you never make the move to find out. You're wasting your time, essentially. Getting the rejection is getting an answer. Some answers are yes and some answers are no. And if the answer is no, great. Now you can move on. You got your answer. You can, you're free now. You're free. What does SZA say in FAR? Hang on. She says, how do I deal with rejection? I'm dealing with a lot of rejection right now. It makes me feel very small. The man says, oh, that's great. If nobody wants you, you're free. I love that. The next person is asking for tips on gaining back a positive mindset. I'm stuck in a negative loop. Happens to the best of us, myself included. And one of my quick modes of fixing this is changing my environment. So sleeping over to friends, going to visit my family. Oh, weird. I was on a flight last night in my dream. That felt so real. Anyway, sorry. I digress. <laughs> uh, going to visit a friend or even having a FaceTime if you can't physically leave your environment. But I think oftentimes we are in control. Like uh, yesterday, Sunday morning, I was definitely exhausted. I stayed up all night dancing. Tyra and I, my roommate, we were just hanging out in my bed till at least 1.30. And I could have absolutely stayed in bed and in my house all day until it was time to go to Claudia's birthday dinner. But I was like, let's take a little walk. I'll get some fresh air. And my walk was maybe 20 minutes, maybe a little bit more. And I remember this exactly. As I was walking, making a mental note, okay, I feel... I feel different already. I feel better already. It was after 13 minutes of walking. Physically getting out can help you mentally get out as well. Opinion on cigarettes. What's my opinion on cigarettes? Oh, no, because I have an inappropriate opinion. Uh, wow, I love this podcast. I really do. Great question. At what age did you realize your existence? Six and a half. I was in first grade. I was at my grandparents' house. Are your parents fighting? Is is someone hurting you? Are you not making friends at school? And I, I kept saying, no, it's all of this. And I kept putting my hands around in this, this, the air, like an Italian woman talking, like it's all of this. It's, it's, <laughs> it's this, but I didn't have the words. I was having an existential crisis at the sweet age of six. I don't know, as funny as it is, it kind of feels on brand, though. <laughs> D influenced me on three things. Ah, uh, huh. Okay, so I guess it's a trend that just hasn't hit my For You page because I was on TikTok and this creator said, I know everyone's trying to de-influence things and I'm a huge supporter, but I'm still trying to influence things. And I was like, who's trying to de-influence? How have I missed that? Um, I mean, The Silent Patient was a shitty book so was a certain hunger no offense and i didn't love my dark vanessa 
Those are three books that I was influenced to read by, via TikTok, and I didn't like any of them, really. <laughs> How to deal with body image issues. Okay, don't mean to laugh, but this came up with Tyra and I because she was hanging out with a friend who is having maybe a little bit of body dysmorphia right now. And Tyra is, like, a gorgeous woman, perfect model body, whatever. Um, and I was telling her, I was like, I feel like you have a really healthy relationship with your body. Like, you have a really healthy body image. And she's like, yeah. I don't have time. <laughs> I don't have time to think about insecurities for my body. My fears are getting kidnapped <laughs> and hypochondria. I'm thinking about the diseases I might have. We all have these places that like our mind wanders to. Body image issues are a form of distraction from a larger issue. That's so, I can't believe I didn't think about that earlier. Sometimes I'll be having an issue in my life and I'll pinpoint it on like, oh, that's because I'm ugly right now. Like I'm in an ugly phase. If I just like wasn't ugly, then I would be in a better phase of my life. But in reality, me focusing on my image was a distraction for my thoughts to focus on from a larger issue. Like, oh no, you're experiencing family trauma and blaming it on the size of your stomach. Hypochondria is like sort of another one. Like it's a way of stewing in distraction and fear. I don't have the proper terms to explain this yet, Maybe it's a theory, maybe it's truth, unsure. Uh, but how to deal with body image issues is to realize that more often than not, it has to stem from something larger. I don't feel equipped to handle this question right now because what I'm trying to say is that oftentimes when we're dealing with body image issues, it's not our body is not actually the issue. Does that make sense what I'm saying? You might be thinking that you're ugly or too skinny or too fat or whatever and that in your head is the problem when in reality the problem is you feel unsupported at work you don't feel comfortable in your home you know and it is coming out in the form of this detail similarly to what i was discussing at the beginning of this episode where we are putting our focus into something when that's not actually the big picture and oftentimes when I'm in a phase of my life where I'm just super focused and engaged in living, I, my body and I have a great relationship. And in a lot of ways, that was an oversimplification. I hope someone understood kind of what, what I was getting at. I hope it wasn't misconstrued. I hope it was understood by someone. I hope it was understood by the person that asked. That the way to deal with body image issues is often solved by issues that don't involve your body and i think because that just came full circle i'm gonna wrap this episode i haven't looked at the time if it might be on the shorter end i'm not sure thank you for listening to this one not my most chipper i'm sort of in a state of confusion currently working through it doing the best i can i will talk to you all next week thanks for listening xoxo lexi